Welcome back to Your 1230, the only podcast where our guests tell their story with the help of 12 questions in 30 minutes. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by Magdalena Tarashevska. Magda is an entrepreneur, ICF certified coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, and emotional intelligence analyst with more than 10 years of business and leadership experience in the technology space, who now uses spiritual science, astrology, and human design to help individuals become more fulfilled in work and life. Welcome, Magda. We are really excited to speak to you today. Thank you very much, Mike. It's a pleasure. Of course, of course. And that's an interesting combination, uh, the technology space with the uh, astrology and spiritual science. How did you, how did you, uh, how did you get involved in that? And how did your uh, kind of uh, career evolve into that? Yeah, exactly. So probably like for the last 10 years, I was kind of tapping into spirituality a little bit. So at first I started like looking into moon phases then even I remember when I was actually asking my team members because I was managing a sales team. So how did you feel? Actually, there was a full moon last night. Did you sleep well? You know, and those questions were like pretty unusual. People were not really, you know, ask about how are you feeling after the full moon? And some of them, they were like, oh, there was a full moon. Yeah, right. I didn't sleep so well. Actually, that's true. <laughs> so uh, I had those kind of tendencies, but I think I was suppressing it a little bit in me because I was in the corporate, I was in digital marketing, you know, like I evolved from being an account strategist and sales and then to a team man manager role. So in a way, you know, I was so much in the mental space and probably those things were in me for ages. And I knew that I have very good intuition that sometimes even before like seeing who is calling me, I kind of knew who is calling me. And like, sometimes I had those dreams. Uh, I saw someone in my dream and then a few days later, it happened that someone all of a sudden texted me. So I thought like, I must have some some actually good intuition and that's pretty much also spirituality because this is nothing really scientifically proven this is nothing that we know why we have that right this is really a little bit beyond the rational thinking so i just simply started tapping into this a little bit more i just uh, and this happened actually during the pandi pandemic that I just had probably more time for myself and I just decided to go into things that I wanted to do at some point, but then there was like always something else to do, like millions of emails and tasks. And finally, one day I decided to do so. Yes, so that's very different. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And I wanna ask, you mentioned being in the corporate setting. Now, I, you know, the, sometimes those questions that you ask regarding spirituality, full moon, for example, aren't always welcome. How how were they received at first? Um, so I would say they always thought like, okay, so this is very, I mean, unusual. So definitely women are a little bit more into those things overall. So it doesn't matter what they are in um, in corporate or not. Like for men, it was probably like a question. And then, you know, I saw this smile on their face. I was like, okay, but why are you asking this? Like, how is it relevant? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just curious, you know, okay, let's go into the, you know, like our usual target conversation or anything related to, to numbers, you know, uh, revenue, uh, the usual. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay. And, and you referenced how this became a, an kind of entrepreneurial endeavor for yourself. How has that gone? And, um, what types of what types of things uh, have you learned along the way so far? 
Uh, you mean like how am I using the spirituality in in, uh, in my practice or? Well, just in, just in general, it sounds like you've uh, moved on from the, the corporate setting and kind of working uh, in a more in an entrepreneurial setting. Am I, first of all, am I right about that? And if so, what is that looking like so far? Yeah. So I'm the coach. I'm actually ICF certified coach. So this is very, I would say, corporate and very like official. But then I thought like, what is actually stopping me to incorporate, let's say standard methods with spirituality and I'm also like um, emotional, like emotional intelligence. This is something that I also use in my practice. So this is also this emotional sphere, right? So it's mental, emotional and spiritual. And I just thought this is actually what helped me to transform because at some point I was very much stuck. I, I just felt like I was not really living my purpose anymore. And all of those things, all of the spiritual work, all of the emotional intelligence assessment and also like rational thinking, all of that combined together helped me to kind of understand the next stage of my of my of my journey so yes I do use spirituality in my coaching I actually coach currently uh, people in the corporate but I also have my private clients and I'm so happy that actually corporate is more and more open for that so pretty much I have green light to coach my clients using spirituality as long as they are actually curious about it and they want to test it so this is this is great that's great. Yeah, we have seen that in, in multiple settings, and especially corporate being more welcoming to, um, we'll say, non-traditional methods, so long as uh, you know the engagement's still high with the employees and, and the results are there. Uh, you mentioned emotional intelligence. I know that means different things to, to different people in different sectors. How do, how do you talk about it? And what's a, what's a good definition or, or way that we can kind of level set with our listeners today? Mm-hmm. So this is pretty much like how are you handling your own emotions? How aware are you actually of those emotions? Because I've been always aware of my emotions in a way. So if I was feeling certain way, I always knew that. And for some time, I wasn't really aware that we all have, let's say, different understanding of those emotions. So sometimes people may actually struggle to understand why they are feeling low or angry in certain situations. To me, this is pretty much straightforward. If I feel this way, then I just like stop and I ask myself, I change the state, but I'm a coach now, right? So I know what to do. Uh, And definitely I wouldn't reply to the difficult email immediately. This is the worst thing to do. So if someone is listening, this is absolutely not the way to do. Like change the state, go for a walk, have a cup of uh, tea or coffee, like really take some fresh air because we may be very impulsive in in a moment. And also, this is not only how we are feeling our emotions and how aware are we of this, how we are managing it to be not to be, I don't know, aggressive to be like, you know, kind of negative or bad with people, but also like how are we understanding the emotions of others and how we can handle those kind of situations because even the corporate there is lots of, uh, I would say, like many times we just have a conversation that is not very comfortable, that it's considered as a difficult situation. So we need to be also able to see and read what is actually happening with this person. Like even from the body language, there's loads of things we can we can read, right? So if all of a sudden someone is blushing or is like maybe uh, doing certain gestures or like start looking down all of a sudden, like we, we can actually understand so much from the body language, from like the tone of voice, um, way more than from, from words, because as we know, um, maybe in the environments that 
are not 100% safe for people, people wouldn't really communicate 100% of the things that they want to, you know, they wouldn't be 100% honest, but we can read from their body language, from their tone of voice, like way more than from the words, in a sense. Excellent. And you you referenced that sometimes the words don't capture everything that we're thinking or don't say, you know, body language and the tone. How have you been able to uh, kind of pick up on that and decipher that uh, on video versus being in person? Is that something that uh, you've been able to to do well, or has that been a process uh, in kind of picking that up? Yeah, I mean, this is way more difficult uh, via Zoom or like on internet because we we don't really see everything. We also don't feel the energy of the person. So some people can literally sense the energy, right? So, and this is also something like they can sense the aura of the person. You know, you know, we all have aura and it has different colors, and this is very spiritual already, but like this advantage of talking like, you know, on the internet, etc. we don't really sense as much. However, we still can understand like the eye contact, for example, we still can read a lot from the uh, tone of voice, um, but l- definitely less than in person. Yeah. Okay. And you referenced that you have a good number of private clients as well. Um, what, what does that look like? And what, what, are, what, does, what are they looking for specifically when they work with you? Mm-hmm. So the main, um, I would say, problems or challenges are related to career. And definitely we are experiencing right now this quiet quitting. Lots of people are leaving corporate because they want to really decide about like their location, about their hours, days of work, also what they would do professionally. So I see more and more people actually start preparing for it, which is, I mean, which is great. And I can help them to do that because I've been through this transformation myself. So it's always easier. And I always have like so much joy helping people because this is what I've been through and there's some lots of challenges. So those things are not easy. And if someone is saying that it's easy, well, I'm not sure if that's the case. It can be smoother with the help of the mentor, with the help of the coach. And um, and this is, this is probably the main problem, but sometimes I also help people just to kind of let let them understand themselves a little bit better to really embrace their real selves to really uh, understand their identity a little bit better even from the spiritual point of view but also emotional and mental and then to also implement some actions because oftentimes okay we think we know it all, but there is this element of action that is lacking, right? I mean, we all have brilliant ideas. I, I don't know. I haven't met a person that wouldn't have great ideas. It's just not all of us, let's say, try to materialize those ideas, do something about it, get into this discomfort, because once we are starting fresh, like me, for example, you know, okay, I did some coaching at the corporate, that's true, but I never been uh, entrepreneur. This is the first time you know, I became uh and uh, and this journey is also pretty challenging because all of a sudden you are like on your own you are your own sales marketing uh product finance everything you you mentioned there the most of us have great ideas it's the taking action taking initiative part that's difficult what do you think holds most people in general back not just your clients not people you've worked with but what what's keeping most of us from taking that next step and, and what advice would you would you give someone to say hey let's start now um definitely limiting beliefs and also 
this aspect of coming out of the comfort zone because oftentimes people are in one environment, let's say for years and they feel safe there. They already recognize, everyone knows their name. They, uh, they have those lovely lunches and team meetings and everything is kind of nice and very comfortable. And they are afraid, first of all, to fail. And then also be in a position of a, like a newbie in a way, right? So again, you are starting something from scratch in a way. And this feeling like, I mean, normally is pretty uncomfortable. So we have to just break the ice, like hit the wall a couple of times. And there are days, yes, it's true that we may feel frustration. We may feel that things are unfair. We may, I mean, um, self-doubt, right? There's lots of self-doubt like that we kind of may think, okay, we cannot really do it. But then we jump into another action and we see actually, yes, the things are moving forward, maybe not as quickly as I wanted to, but they are. And yes, definitely the right environment helps. So if we can surround ourselves by peers who are in a similar situation as us, this always brings so, so much value that we watch people who are a few steps ahead and we actually see what they are doing. And it's not really about copying them because like I would never like say to anyone just copy because you are completely different person. You have different skills, you have different mentality, you have different talents but just uh, to look what they are doing and there's certainly something that you can learn from them so that's for sure and of uh, course to have a coach that even better <laughs> because <laughs> someone is let's say not only pushing you but you have some kind of accountability checks and there is lots of limiting beliefs this is actually what we um there's a pretty much unconscious mind now so like the unconscious mind is playing the show in a way, because this is uh, more than 90% of our like day-to-day -day actions, behaviors. This is all ruled by our unconscious mind, which has been programmed pretty much at the time where we were children uh, within the first seven years. Um, yeah, so that's that's the case. <laughs> that's that's a good answer. And there's a lot of things I want to follow up on. First off, as you said, the limiting beliefs that it's it's mostly in our mind, things that we're thinking about, our comfort level that is keeping us from taking the next step, making the move. Um, but also you referenced there that just following somebody else's footsteps, their playbook, what worked for them is likely not going to work for us because we have a different set of circumstances and you know, we may feel different, look different, think different. And it's it's not going to just be, I'm going to do the same exact thing. But there is the aspect of having mentors, having coaches, having somebody help us along and you know provide a blueprint for us. Has, has anybody helped or worked with you? Have you had mentors? Have you worked with coaches that have kind of helped you get to where you are now? Yeah, I worked with uh, a few coaches. At the same time, I was also so much into spiritual work because actually my intuition was telling me that there is loads in there that I should tap into and potentially also create some, you know, my own methodology also um, from those things that I could learn uh, from spirituality. Uh, but yes, I've worked with certain people and also I have peers in my environment that, I mean, we always exchange some ideas. We share some of the challenges. Um, so I very much um, surround myself with people who are going through the similar path. However, this is also extremely important not to copy someone, right? Because this is sometimes which I see and I just feel that this is such a shame because um, 
we need to be ourselves in a way because this is how we can really provide some value to to others being authentic selves and this is probably one of my core values as well authenticity is like extremely important for me so you've, you've mentioned core values there i would like to kind of ask you more about that and, and your purpose i'm sure those are, are areas that have evolved or are continuing to grow how, what besides uh, being authentic, what else finds itself on your on your core values list, and how do your values and your purpose kind of find its way into your coaching and, and working with your clients? Mm -hmm. So this is definitely uh, integrity, honesty, fairness, and creativity. Uh, so that's for sure because I really love when people tell me things honestly but of course in a constructive way so it's not that I encourage someone to like insult me or anything <laughs> like that but it's just I uh, I really need to I want to know like what's the connection here what do we want from each other what are the the problems or like anything so that we are also not wasting each other's time so this is what I love in the communication creativity i mean i'm so 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 elevated every morning that i have this possibility to create something every single day so even if this is something very little let's say my social media post like you know that's um for my brand this is already something amazing or i can take part in the podcast or i can deliver a workshop and of course maybe i deliver that workshop five times before but each time I can do it a little bit differently and no one is gonna say anything to me in a way because like this is my my business and as long as this serves my clients everything is okay uh, so I would say those are my core values and I think I live by those values because sometimes and this is the usual people make a list of the core values but sometimes it's like okay I people realize that they don't really live so much by those values they would like to live by those values at some point and you know i think this is such a waste of time because they actually can start living by those values maybe not from tomorrow exactly but they can implement the strategy of small steps and start living by by their values i think that's an excellent excellent point that they are meant to be our core values. There's something to be lived, something to aspire to. But if we just write them down, never, never actually move toward them or integrate them, they, it kind of defeats the purpose. I love that answer. Um, seeing this, that you've you kind of made this evolution, that you're working with clients, that you are uh, that you're you're coaching on, on your own. Is there anything looking back that you would have changed, have done differently, or a different path that you may have may have considered now that now that you are where you are? Yes, I would definitely start tapping into certain things like, for example, spirituality or even communities earlier. So even if it was, let's say, two hours every week, this over time, over like a period of, if you think about it, six months makes such a huge difference, right? And I would have tried to make maybe a little bit more space for myself because at some point I was like very much in this tunnel vision, you know, the typical in the corporate when we are just thinking, okay, in my case, sales targets for my team, like daily tasks, little things. Uh, at some point I was so much overwhelmed. So I think I should have done something in order to have more space for myself, even to uh, have this, I don't know if you ever heard of the silent retreat, you know, so that basically you go uh, like 
it's two days and you are completely disconnected from any sort of media like phone social media anything like communication with people and then finally you have the space to tune into yourself so not only into your let's say mind but heart you know and try to connect all of this and try to understand so what do I want to do next you know so that I'm not on the autopilot and I'm just hypnotized um, on my day-to-day -day because this is this is the case for many people and I've been there as well in the past that's for sure very nice and, and you mentioned other people there are it seems a growing number of others interested in either uh, doing something in addition to what their their normal day-to-day -day looks like or as kind of we have in place of the uh, the corporate nine to five any any advice or uh, anyone looking to kind of start what would you tell them yeah, that they can definitely organize something small. So I don't know if someone is thinking of becoming a yoga teacher, even if those things are not paid from the start, because maybe you are not certified yoga teacher yet, and you started tapping into those things, you can definitely do something for your close community, like friends or like even family to start gaining this confidence, because those little actions, little steps will definitely bring you in certain direction. And sometimes because people think that this transformation is so huge, they don't start anything. And they are like stuck in the same situation for like 10, 20 years, and they keep complaining about the same things. So I think the magic is in the small steps. And definitely, I don't think that anyone can just like change the career from one week to another. Like lots of people have even financial obligations, they have to provide for the family, and this is all clear. But I believe that everyone can do uh, something, even if it's just an hour um, every, every week. So this over time will create such a huge difference. So just tap into whatever interests you. And it doesn't need to be always like so aligned with the mind, you know, because we are like, okay, so now I'm in this, um, I don't know, I work for a big corporate in finance and I was thinking to become an architect and how is this related? <laughs> what would people think about that? But I mean, it doesn't matter because this is your life. So you can just do small things and see, don't rationalize so much. Just I really invite people to kind of listen to their intuition, to their heart and see what, what, does it, uh, what will it bring and what does it mean actually for them. I, I think that, that piggybacks really well off of the conversation a little bit earlier about level of comfort or just being okay with where we are and that it's hard to kind of take that next step or to make a change. And we all of a sudden find ourselves complaining about the same things for 10 or 20 years or, or not making any moves. And I wrote it down, you know, magic is in the small steps. I think that's a wonderful way to look at it, that it's going to be really hard to say, all right, tomorrow I'm going to have this amazing transformation. I'm going to be this far away. But if I keep working towards it, take those small steps in a relatively short amount of time, you can get to where you want to go. I love it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, seeing is that, uh, you know, you have clients that probably are a vast background that are many different points in their career. What, what trends are, are you seeing or commonalities are you seeing in your conversations with them in, in kind of working in this marketplace? Mm -hmm. So actually, most of my clients come from corporate. So definitely tech. Uh, this is number one, I would say. And this is also where I was working. So I surely attract people who are in a similar situation to mine a few years ago. 
Um, and we definitely work on those, those steps. Like, first of all, um, I help them to understand their strengths, you know, like their really abilities and also understand themselves from emotional point of view. Of course, we have to have certain goals, um, but it doesn't need to be anything huge. Uh, at the same time, we work on those limiting beliefs because this is like this big stone for everyone. It's just we all have them, different ones, uh, because we've been through different things, especially we carry loads from, of this from our childhood. But like over time, and I'm not saying that we can do miracles within five sessions, but oftentimes let's say within 15 sessions, we can already do a lot and like really bring this uh, oftentimes life-changing transformation. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so changing gears for a moment, Magda, we talked a lot about what your, what your coaching practice looks like, the type of clients you work with and your professional background. Uh, but when you are not working with clients, what types of things are you doing for, to relax, for fun, or, or to kind of, a, for a mental reset? Uh, so actually, uh, I spent lots of time with my dog, my do no nosy dog that is actually next to me was jumping a lot, like just three minutes <laughs> late earlier, he was asking for attention because I'm not paying attention to him now. He's a little frustrated, but now he gave up <laughs> and he's just <laughs> lying on the floor. So yeah, I do spend lots of time uh, in the parks. I also run, probably I'm not like running crazy 10, 15 kilometers, uh, but I would say like usually five kilometers up until the, the, the beach and then I go back on the bike. So I try to stay uh, outdoors as much as I can. Uh, sometimes tennis and like the usual things. I'm based in Barcelona, Spain. So we actually have everything in here, seaside, but also like a nice city life. Uh, so I try to combine all of that. And definitely since I'm so much into astrology, human design, I... I keep uh, learning because I would say this is also like part it's, I, I don't have it so much clear, which is my hobby now, which is my profession, because like I would say those things are kind of mixed up right now. Uh, and probably since pandemic, I don't travel that much, but also like living in Spain, there's so many beautiful places just nearby Barcelona that I probably feel like on holidays for like during five months a year. Um, so th those are the usual things that I do. I mean, it sounds like a very full plate, but I'm so glad you said the, the, your kind of personal life and your professional life are coming together and, and overlap because on the show, I get a, the opportunity to talk to some really amazing people and the more and more, uh, you know, kind of say success and involvement they've had in, in defining what they're doing for work. That's what they'll, they'll say that, you know, I, I spend either more time working or the things that I'm doing outside of quote unquote work really help what I'm doing. And it's just having, having the ability to do or, or work with people that is important to you, aligns with your core values, what you want to do, what your purpose is. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, again, working all of the time or doing things that make my, my profession, my, my, my client engagement better because it's, it's what I love to do. And, and I could just see as, as you talk about it, that that's, that's where you are. And that's the, uh, that's the experience your clients are getting. So that's really wonderful. Yes, if anybody's looking to uh, find out more about you, Magda, or to, to kind of connect with you, where can they do that? Yeah, so my website, phoenixcoaching.co. So this is the first place. I also have an Instagram account, the same uh, name, phoenixcoaching.co. 
I'm also present on LinkedIn under my full name, which is pretty complicated, uh, name, not so much surname. Uh, so Magdalena Tatarczewska. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the places that people can uh, reach out to me. And like, I can always have a free consultation with the person to understand like what's their needs, if I can help and how can I help. So I'm always available for those. Very nice. We'll be sure to post links uh, to everything in the show notes. Uh, and one of the last questions for me, how did you name your coaching practice? So right now I call myself like a career and mindset coach on my website. I actually have it written as a transformational coach, uh, which to me, in a sense, it's kind of the same, just different words because I do provide uh, transformation, but my main focus, it is actually career so this is whether changing industry or uh, actually transition to a different role or really uh, starting off as an entrepreneur solopreneur so those are the main things but I also like to help people with overall challenges when it comes to mindset like those limiting beliefs because I think this is such a unnecessary heavy baggage that sometimes we carry on our back and uh, oftentimes people are not really aware of that. So as long as they are aware, we as coaches like therapies, because I also use uh, therapeutical tools in my practice. So that's neuro language programming. Uh, this is also helping a lot of people to get rid of this uh, unnecessary uh, stuff. Well, thank you very much for answering my poorly worded question. I'm going to try to ask it again, hopefully better now. Phoenix, where does Phoenix come from? <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> So this is a little bit more, um, so Phoenix overall is, uh, is associated with the planet Pluto and Pluto, planet Pluto is very much associated with Scorpio sign, which is all about like transformation, right? And I also been through several transformations myself. So at the age of 16, I had this huge uh, car accident and it really brought, so this very like in a way bad situation brought so much good into my life because from that moment I started like being more outgoing. I wasn't such a serious kid and then more just thinking about school and my tennis tournaments. At the time I was like uh, playing kind of uh, professionally tennis. Um, so that was the first transformation. And then when we managed to climb uh, peak of Kilimanjaro, so that's the highest uh, actually mountain in Africa. And that was March, 2020. So when the pan uh, pandemic started, I also had this realization that I really wanna um, change my professional life, that I wasn't leaving my purpose anymore. So uh, I also thought that this is a part of my identity and also like knowing my, let's say, energies from the astrological point of view, everything was kind of indicating that this phoenix, it's something very important for me. And uh, even looking at this phoenix, uh, even looking at the logo, I don't know if you if you saw my website, I just, even some friends of mine said like, this this logo actually looks like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really feel like it's a, it's a part of my identity. Uh, that's, 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 a, that's an awesome answer. And I'm glad that I asked and uh, I've seen to do it again. I usually will, my, one of my last questions will have a uh, fantastic answer. One with, that could have another 10 question follow-up, but we are at time. So I won't, I won't keep you any longer. Last question for me, we have covered a good amount of ground, but anything I didn't ask today that I probably should have Magda. Um, I think we really covered like 
a lot. I don't know. I can just really give the advice to people to, to be bold and brave and really kind of tune into themselves. So I know that oftentimes we are paying too much attention to what others think or what others say. But I think we are evolving so much on our journey that we should be kind of looking more into what's our mission, you know, what's our purpose. And yes, it might be the case that at some point people stop understanding what you are doing, but this is in a way like your life. So I would like to really encourage people to be uh, to be brave enough, like just to live their life and not to be as I said before, complaining about the, the, the same thing for like 20, 30 years, because in my opinion, this is such a waste of life. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful, wonderful advice. Magda, thank you so much for joining us. This was, this thank was fun. You. Thank you very much, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much.